My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence On Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we're talking to Ryan Hummel, who's the music director for Daisy Jones and the Six. The show takes place in 1977. Daisy Jones and the Six were on the top of the world. The band had risen from obscurity to fame. And then, after a sold-out concert at Chicago Soldier Field, they called it quits. Now, decades later, the band members agree to reveal the truth. So to talk about what it was like being musical director, here's Ryan Hummel. And I have to show you before we start, I have my Daisy Jones little oh shirt on. <laughs> Look at that. So it's all, it's her singing and she's reading the book. So <laughs> awesome. I had to show my support. I had to buy it and show my support of the show. Amazing. So, wow. Very wow. excited. Daisy, I love it. Beautiful. <laughs> so I want to start off with, obviously, I had found you on social media because I was seeing you doing posts and <laughs> There's a lot of terms that get thrown around. And for people that are not familiar with the industry, you know, we interview a lot of celebrities and they go, wow, that's amazing. They can sing, they can play, they can do all of these things. But we don't talk about how that happens and the process of that. So can you talk a little bit about how you got attached to the project and what it is that like your title of like, you know, kind of related to the music, what it is that you do kind of explain it a little bit that might not know. Yeah, I get a lot of people asking me this question or like, you know, so the, the title music director is something that sort of can encompass so much you know such a wide variety of things but for this show the way that I first came in was I got a call from Tony Berg amazing producer who is a technically like a music consultant on the show but was definitely there you know every step of the way uh, working with Blake and creating the music and, and just helping facilitate the sort of recording process of the album and all the musical assets for the show so he called me in December of 2019, I had just moved to LA and didn't really have a whole lot going on yet. My wife and I just moved and we're super new. So it was a welcome, a welcome call. And initially it was to just be a teacher, just be a guitar and a bass teacher, helping Riley and Josh and Will. We didn't even have Sam yet. And there was no Billy. So working with mostly just the three of them, you know, guitar lessons for Josh Whitehouse, you know, he knows a lot of music already. He's a great guitar player, great singer, great songwriter. So he and Will, maybe had the most sort of music experience coming in. But my job was to just sort of direct them to the style, the 60s and 70s, the classic rock characters that they were going to be playing, you know, and to try and get their musical chops up to snuff with that with that style. So there was a lot of like accumulating technique and accumulating just more specific nuanced stuff because the the ultimate goal is, hey, like if the goal is for you to play this stuff on camera and be totally believable, then the goal should probably also be for you to be able to play the music, you know, in real life and to become an actual band, you know. So first of all, it was like, okay, come in, help these individual actors get to where they need to be on their instruments. And then as we went on and we, we ultimately, you know, we got Sam Claflin as Billy, which was such a huge moment. And it was so cool to see the whole cast just sort of gel together immediately as a band. But what, what ended up happening was the private lessons or like the two at a time lessons that I was doing with the cast sort of naturally gave way to these rehearsals as a band, 
these like actual band practices and they just needed somebody to make cohesion happen you know like it's really hard to ask a bunch of people with like different musical experience to come in and learn a, a whole catalog of music which is already a hard thing to do you know and act at the same time you know like kind of be in character at the same time and then also you know pay attention to what the other five six people around you are doing on stage I mean that's like a really high level of musicianship to be able to sort of ignore the technical elements that you need to take care of on your instrument so that you can spend time just paying attention to everybody else so it was helpful to have that's kind of where music director comes in I guess is like kind of coordinate all of that <laughs> to bring everybody together yeah so my role as guitar coach bass coach was really naturally just evolved into my role as music director and I was really grateful that the cast you know wanted me there to continue to help them in that way that was a really a really neat moment which also eventually gave way to their becoming a real band you know as we went forward with rehearsals and at a certain point they just they, they asked for some more autonomy like hey that was helpful now we want to run our own rehearsals and man I mean so cool to just watch that evolution and, and be there to support you you know, alongside Frankie Pine and alongside Sam Stallings and alongside Kane Rashad and Malcolm Cray and Evan Vidar. These are all our coaches, our whole music team, our music supervisor. These people were all there all day, every day, pretty much with the cast. Just sort of every day was a little different, you know, like their needs, the cast's needs changed as we went forward. And, and we did our best to just sort of support them and let them take care of the rest, you know. So my other question kind of like related in, in this area, when you're doing the coaching and you're kind of teaching, this is kind of the style, these are the riffs that they might have been playing playing during this period and like you're trying to create you know a little mini band while that's going on do you have the music that you're already like ahead of time and so you're teaching them the actual songs that they're going to be playing or are you guys practicing first and then learning the songs it was a little bit of everything honestly when I first came on board you know Blake had a good amount of the music at least written and sort of recorded in a cursory sense where I mean some, some of the recordings that you hear on the show or on the Aurora record that is amazing it's finally out a lot of that stuff has been recorded for a long time like since I got there but a lot of it wasn't some of the songs were being written as we were you know mid rehearsals mid lessons and all that stuff and so the really neat thing was that rehearsals and lessons were happening across the street from the studio Sound City studio where Blake and Tony and a whole host of amazing writers and musicians were actively just working on this music for the show this repertoire and because of that I was able to go, you know, across the parking lot and go, hey, Blake, I think this is what you're doing. But, you know, check me before I go and try and teach this to somebody. So, I, you know, the whole goal was like, let's not try and teach anybody in the cast more than one way of doing something if we can avoid it. You know, like, oh, it's actually in this tuning or, oh, it's actually different capo position or, you know, different position on the neck. You know, we wanted to just make it straightforward and sort of as simple as it could possibly be as, as a challenge. And so when the music was being written and recorded at the same time, it just gave us this opportunity to go across the street and whether it was sitting on a session or just sort of, you know, get Blake's attention for a minute, just have some help in making sure that we knew exactly what was going on. But a lot of it was just like, you know, I'd be sent a song and, 
and sort of be asked simultaneously to just teach it. So there was a lot of like in one ear, process it, try and learn a part, deliver it to the cast member. And um, really exhilarating and challenging just from a, you know, lots of music all at once kind of standpoint. And it helped me. I became a better musician through this process because anybody who's ever tried to listen to something that specifically that Blake has done, you know, on the guitar or as a producer, um, and this is just so rich with Blake's mastery of all this different music. But anybody who's ever tried to dissect that and learn it knows, you know, he's got a certain feel and a certain mastery on, on his instrument and his production style that isn't so easy to just figure out. So it was so neat to not just be able to go to him directly, but also to be presented with this music and just sort of take it for what it is and have this just special opportunity to hear it before anybody else heard it and, you know, get under the hood with everything. And here I am, like, I've never been a part of the music side of a television show. I've never been a part of a television show or the film industry, anything like that before. Brand new to LA. And, you know, I didn't know Blake coming in. I, I didn't really know Tony that well coming in. I didn't know Frankie Pine coming in. All these people just surrounded me and everybody, you know, involved with love and, and um, support, you know, in the ways that they individually can. And what happened was we sort of found our lanes as we went and the cast just blew our minds at every at every turn. I mean, with their willingness to really show up every day. I mean, and it was really every day for a couple of years that we did this to prepare. When I started, it was like, all right, man, like do your best. We've got two months and then shooting is going to start. So, you know, here's the material and here's the most of the cast you know, and do your best and we'll just see what we have to do. We'll, we'll use movie magic if somebody isn't up to snuff. Ultimately, we didn't have to do anything like that because, you know, of course, COVID had an effect deeply on everybody and everything, every tour, every show, every this, every that, but there was no stopping this thing. I mean, like we went Zoom and FaceTime lessons like in March, 2020, right away. It was just, you know, full steam ahead, just at the same pace, but just remotely. And the cast really had many opportunities, I think, to sort of back away from this as a as a major unknown like the ask was hey keep showing up keep practicing every day keep getting better take advantage of this time we have no idea how long this will last is it going to be a month where we're shut down is it going to be a year who knows you know everybody was right there with it it was amazing it inspired the people like me and Frankie and Blake you know everybody sort of on the other end of things other side of the camera to just keep pushing you know keep pushing forward and take advantage of the moment that we had it's such a cool like experience to hear like a lot of the behind the scenes because there is so much work that goes into it and to find out that these actors are singing and are playing is huge and I know what it means because I've interviewed so many you know people on television shows that have had to learn a skill or whatever it is you want to learn it to a point where they always say the muscle memory right where right, you just exactly. don't even like think about it like you're just playing you know it so well that like now you can act now you can do other things you could be right. in the moment and not have to worry and right. that was like your job was to help them have that in their brain so that they wouldn't have to kind of worry about it so that they could use this trade this craft of like playing an instrument that you know like I know Suki had played a little bit of keyboards but like really not much and you know Seb had played drums but like not in a while you know and Will with guitar same thing not in a while everybody came together found this common ground through the material you know the music and the script and sort of what they were together this whole world that was sort of built around you know in the book and that common ground allowed them 
them to strengthen one another to the point where they began to see not just themselves as their own, you know, like, oh, Eddie is a bass player, Graham is a lead guitar player, but to see each other that way too. And I think that that sort of echo chamber, that confined space of like everybody seeing everybody else in the cast, kicking a whole bunch of butt and like working really hard, it, it created this really neat sort of like positively competitive and just like driven, ambitious atmosphere where the end result was not just people who knew enough to abandon the thought of playing in order to service the acting, but to use their ability as a musician for their acting. Like it became a, a whole part of, I mean, it's a major part of the show as everybody will see, you know, there's so much music, so much live music, so much studio stuff and writing scenes. And it's all really them like knowing what they're doing. Even if you're not hearing, you know, like the idea of recording a band live on set with like live audio just presents so many tricky things like quiet as can be on set if there's going to be any live audio you know music happening it has to be recorded in a way that is clean enough to then like you know spruce it up for the final thing so a lot of the job was syncing you know movements to the pre-recorded music but I mean make no mistake about it they learned every second of those songs and their and their parts within those songs because some of the songs are five minutes long but the scenes might be a minute a completely kind of abridged and condensed version of that song so not like a linear go from the intro until a minute and a half has happened but like half the intro skip right to the third verse outro you know like yeah. really discombobulated sort of cuts which is standard for this kind of thing you know in a show I learned along the way but not so easy to sort of ask people to then do one more big thing with this knowledge of the song which is like consolidated and make a new song with a new form and like new transitions you know so that whole thing of like the players seeing each other as their characters as we went on more and more and the confidence that built allowed them to have each other's backs you know and like cue each other and watch each other for the cues you know like when you see them play together the cool thing about this show is that you're not going to be seeing a contrived moment to moment interaction you're going to be seeing like what a band does when they're on stage and they're trying to figure out what they're doing they're trying to make sure they can hear each other I mean these things were not approximated these things were actually like lived we had the opportunity to like allow them to stretch out over the course of two years and become a band and have disagreements like a band and have fun like a band and have you know like overcome challenges as a band and prepare for gigs like a band it was just it all was it became more and more difficult kind of for me to go like wait a minute this is a TV show right so like it started to feel more and more like music directing or MDing a band prepare for tour and I had to keep reminding myself there is this visual element too that's a pretty big important part of the you know process and uh, Frankie Pine who is the music supervisor on this show and a complete legend in the field brings so much energy and also so much wisdom and insight you know to this process and helped me figure out how to keep the most important salient points in mind like this is a TV show man like make sure that that's what's in your view the whole time all the music they're playing is great but then it also does have to translate on camera so sometimes there were things that they were playing correctly but it didn't look right and we had to find a way to visually match things you know it's like wormholes of just trying to keep it real you know not just believable we're not trying to fool anybody because nobody needs to be fooled they know what they're doing you know but just to make it visually compelling I guess there's so many things and there's so many different elements that you have to put together from what you were saying too I saw some photos online of band camp which I yeah. love seeing kind of yeah. everyone chilling what was really funny is like you kind of see the progression a little bit in 
some of the photos that they posted because some of them are kind of like, all right, learning. There's a whiteboard up with some notes and things like that. Yeah. So I saw all of those. And then you start yeah. seeing, like the photos change from the actors individually. I was laughing. Sam has his hair like in a ponytail and he's trying to like practice and play. The photos kind of mimic what you say because they go from like individual kind of shots to them as a group. Like, and they look like a real band. And to compare Bandcamp to, let's say, that final scene in the show, I'm not like, I don't know if you guys filmed that last, but for the Chicago performance, when I was watching it, there's look, and I think this is what you're like kind of addressing, there's looks that, you know, Sam might give or Billy will give to Riley or Daisy. And there's movements and things. And so like when you strum the guitar and he like leaves it so that the sound reverberates, that's yeah. all things that musicians do that are on stage or like, you know, like, or just like rocking out or like the drums playing. And even when he like introduces all of them, you know, the way that they kind of go, yeah. And like, they'll play their little riff on the drum to introduce them. All of those things came out of this band camp. So when you like look at band camp and then you look at that scene, like I'm talking about that happens in Chicago on the show, how is that for you as like, you know, a coach or someone that was involved with the music to see that dichotomy? Because camp, you're sitting on the floor, you're learning, which is like what any musician, everybody that goes on tour, everyone does it. Doesn't matter how famous you are, everybody does it. But to go from sitting on the floor, <laughs> individually yep. working, learning how to even do these instruments, how to sing, how to be on key, all of those kind of things to that scene, which I'm using because that's like the ultimate, right? Like that's like the big kind of scene like of the show in terms of storytelling purposes, not music wise, because music it's throughout the whole thing. But uh -huh. look at those two. When you compare them, what does that feel like for you? Because I mean, that scene is monstrous. It's huge. And I felt like there was like nothing scripted. And I know obviously there's probably some lines maybe scripted, but it looks so real and so natural. Like I could have been at that concert. Totally. And the truth is being on set for moments like that with Frankie and watching the monitor as these things were happening. In other words, being fully behind the curtain, being completely aware that, you know, they're playing to a mostly empty, gigantic room, knowing that there's cameras all around with multiple angles, knowing that, you know, knowing that this isn't real, we're still sitting there watching this in real time getting chills because we know what went into it. And it can be hard to remain objective when you're that proud of the people you've been working with. But the job of just having a super high standard for the cast and their approach to the music side of this show, that standard was met and exceeded so often by each individual and by the group that it really started to feel like I wasn't watching takes of a show, you know, or of a scene, but I was just watching footage of a concert of a band that I really loved at that point, you know, by the time we started shooting that I had been in my life for at least a year or two already, yeah. you know, it was like very, very trippy. And so there's so much pride. There's so much, you know, like there's so much pride because we know what each individual had to sort of like overcome, you know, each challenge that was unique to each player, you know, Riley came in without knowing how to play guitar and had to have these intimate moments on camera with a guitar writing songs. So those scenes, watching those scenes happen was so moving because there's nowhere to hide in a scene like that. It's just, here's your close-up of you and the guitar writing a song. Right. And so that was really moving. And then, you know, same thing. Sam really had any experience in, and there's so much close-up of him writing and playing in the show. But there's also just this like excitement. Like I was just kept being excited for them because, you know, I'm a musician. What I typically do is I, I help people make records. I produce, I, I go on tour and I play 
play instruments with bands. That's really, really fun. And I love doing that, all that stuff. It's why I do it. And so I just, I started to become really excited for them to sort of have these experiences too as a band. Even if it's like approximation of a tour or the approximation of a gig, it's still like, you know, their green room routine didn't look much different than like a green room routine for a band, you know, like a pre-show warm-up or just like everybody had their thing that they needed to sort of do to get ready, you know, get in the zone. And sort of two worlds just became one, you know, it just became one thing. And I also have to say like all of this is possible at the like level of the musical depth of, of the music in the show, the whole catalog. It's all Blake just developing musical characters, you know, creating people who didn't actually exist and inserting them into a timeline that, you know, as guitar players and aficionados of music and whatever, like we're familiar with this time period, you know, it's a classic, especially guitar driven music. It's just, there's so much in there and there's so much to pick from. And yet Blake managed to create musical characters for each cast member, you know, through the recording process that really gave each of them a musical lane. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Will had to learn all sorts of techniques to become Bram. Like he learned to learn how to play slide and learn open tunings and finger pick. You know, he wasn't super experienced on a lot of this stuff. And then there was like just posture, just like, mm -hmm. you know. I know exactly what you're talking Like how to hold the guitar. Like how to hold the guitar. It's like, yeah, you're gonna hold it. You want to look totally. like a pro. <laughs> look like a pro from 40, 50 years ago. Like look like. Right. A, Cause they usually hold it lower, right? Like the guitar is lower for back. Lower or just, you know, a certain, even if the guitar is higher up, you know, there's a certain physical vocabulary, just body vocabulary, movement vocabulary that developed through the 60s and 70s, you know, through the time period of the show that informed what happened next. Of course, myself and the cast, like we weren't there for that. We were just here for what happened next. So we have to go in and reach in, like kind of cherry pick these movements. And, you know, the band had just a, an amazing way of developing their vocabulary as a unit as well. And we had help with from this incredible movement coach, Danny Vitale. And, you know, she came in and just helped them refine their body language and refine their specific confidences, like per character, you know, the way that cues would happen, the, the minutia of like, just how you look over your shoulder, which shoulder are you looking over? What are you going to go and join, you know, this person on, on their mic, you know, for like two people on one mic moment, all these things, again, just helped them become more in touch with their own characters. But it all really stems from, of course, the writing of Taylor Jenkins Reid and the book, but then also Blake sort of taking that and running with it in his own way, in his lane as a music producer, writer, creator, and just brought it all completely to life in this incredible way. And so my job of just becoming familiar with these musical characters to be able to teach them their instruments as this character, you know, not just teaching them these instruments or teaching them these parts and letting them run with it on their own, but like there was a lot of just, you know, getting into the nitty gritty once we all felt comfortable with a basic level of understanding of the song that's when the work sort of began you know like on a deeper level and I guess what I'm saying is that having that much to bite into from Blake you know so challenging and so and so satisfying yeah and what's so amazing too is you know when you have like a lead singer or two lead singers or a mm -hmm. bass player you know I know that everyone's positioned in a different way and like just like you said like sharing the mic bands make those decisions right but bands make those decisions after they've been together for 10 years 20 you know and they know exactly like, so look over or like you'll have your lead guitarist kind of come 
over and play with like, you know, your lead singer. But those are all things that you learn. So you're trying to smush all of this stuff on top of these actors that have to learn where the camera is, where their cues are, where their steps are, their lines, everything they're doing that day in chunks because nothing's filmed all at once anyway. And remember all of those things on top of everything else. So it like adds so much extra to it. Let me tell you, you did such a great job. And I know like you're, uh, there's a credit of a million people that were involved, but the job that you all did together was so good because I watch a million shows. I screen a million things. I obviously huge fan of the show, but what I really enjoyed, I've watched a lot of these actors before. This is their first thing, but for a couple, I've watched them for a while, like Sam and Riley I've seen. And what I found very interesting was when it started, I was like, oh, this is cool. Like they look cool. Like this is great. We're in this cool time. And then like something switches somewhere, like as you're watching it. And when it was over, I was like, oh my God, I'm so upset about this band. And then I was like, wait, <laughs> I just watched a TV show. And I was like, oh man, like I wish they would make like more music or like they would like release something else. And then I'm going, that's right. They're off to like their next project or whatever they're going to do. But you really accomplished making them into a band. There's no question. And I don't think anyone would question any of the music or any of the stuff that you guys were able to accomplish. And as a person that took music in school and like, you know, I was in the choir and do all, did all the band stuff. I'm looking really close, you know, my dad, right. the car, my brother plays the car. And there was like not a single thing that I could really pick out going, Ooh, that's wrong. Like, I mean, pretty much everything was like right on other than their personal decisions, which is something that every artist and musician does anyway. So, I mean, you guys just nailed it. Like everyone just nailed it. Well, that's teamwork. I mean, that's teamwork at like the highest level. And I mean, you know, because really nobody showed up below the 100% level of focus and commitment. The work ethic was truly stunning and everybody expressed it and sort of went through it in their own way. Each cast member and each person behind the scenes, you know, but ultimately it's a big team and the bigger the team, you know, like the harder it is to find common ground, to find the sort of cohesion that makes teamwork really possible. I mean, thank you for all of those things. Well, I will gladly just bask in, in the glory of that, but it's not a one, a one person job and, and it could never be. You know, it really could never be. And this specific team became such a family through so many hours of just being together and working through things. And, you know, Frankie has this way of making everything just so light and fun and engaging. Like she and Sam Stallings did such an amazing job decorating the space for Bandcamp, which was, you know, a pretty dark and windowless, sort of dingy old, like just labyrinth of kind of offices or classrooms. I was going to say, it looked like a classroom with white walls. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Like, you know, carpeting on the walls and, you know, just would sort of be like a vibeless place on its own. But it was so conveniently located across from Sound City. And it was just sort of the perfect place, no-brainer place to do this. But Frankie came in and, and like just bedazzled everything and made everything like laid out vintage magazines from the time. And like, you know, books about these bands that we were sort of following in the footsteps of and trying to become contemporaries of, you know, in this strange sort of way. And when you stepped into that space for Bandcamp, because of Frankie and, and Sam's commitment to, and this is, I think, what I really learned from both of them along the way, it's just the importance of creating a space where the cast could feel creative and the cast could feel confident and the cast could feel free to do the things and try the things that were scariest. That was the magic that Frankie and Sam brought that I sort of noticed right away was a huge part of just the energy of the space and the time that we spent together 
together. And, you know, as a musician, you can be really in your head sometimes about just cerebralizing music and the job of like teaching a bunch of people at the same time to do different things on the same music is a cerebral process. There's no question, but it was so neat to have the focus day in and day out really be about a little bit more space oriented. In other words, the space that we were sharing and the comfort and the intention of the space to just be a creative place where a band could form. And it helps so much to have like other like sort of lockout rehearsal rooms adjacent to us and studios adjacent to us where there were like musicians and studios and things happening in real time around us while we were also doing band practice, you know? So like we were just sort of plugged into this community at the Sound City Complex. I think that would have been such a different experience if we were sort of more isolated and not around and didn't have neighbors and didn't have other musicians who were walking in and out of the space. And also it would have been so different if we didn't have Frankie, you know, to spearhead just the sheer just joy and just enthusiasm and, and the love for what she does. I mean, she just brings an incredible amount of energy. Bajillion hour shoots through the night where she'd be dancing on her feet to the last minute, you know, and I'm just trying to get out of my chair and, and be, <laughs> you know, she just like had my ass handed to me so many times in the best way. And so just to learn from the great to be around that, it, it helped me be more present for the cast and more present for the show. And that's teamwork. You know, it just felt like an amazing thing to be a part of that team. You don't know what's happening as it's happening. You know, it's like hard right. to be cognizant on that level, but really looking back, especially now, as we speak, the show is about to come out. It's a special thing. And it's like very, very clear that even though it's the only television show I've ever worked on to this point, the only thing in that industry I've ever been a part of, it's, it's very clear to me that that was special, you know, for everyone involved. It was special and unique and everyone brought that special creative unique energy and drive to it so we got everybody's best some of what you said actually remind me ironically i see on your table that you have a beatles book yes and I do. when they did that documentary well they didn't do the documentary mm. but pulled all that together what you were talking about reminded me so much of that because when people watch that it's like six hours or seven hours or something but it starts out in a room with like random kind of you know a, a piano totally. guitar whatever by the like midway through there's like rugs on the floor lamps pulled in so they ask for things and they'll say like we want this we want that and they brought it in and by like if you go from like the first episode of that to the last episode the room looks completely different I mean to a point where they wanted to move room and like they do and they make changes because of the sound so it's like you guys did everything that like every legendary band known to man has done and you did it so well which is why it came out so good so I just want to do kudos sex I saw the book on there and I was like oh my gosh they did like the almost the exact same thing and you guys got such a great result I wanted to ask you now that everything's kind of done I wanted to know kind of like really super fun maybe like quick story that happened you know because I know it's so serious and there's a lot of work and there's a lot of stuff and yeah. to overcome but maybe like something like fun that you guys did and then also what you think of it what is it like you know that it's completed done looking at it and just like how you feel overall to that point I actually haven't seen the show yet Oh my gosh. So I'm excited just like everybody else out there for sure. I'll be trying to stay up late enough tonight <laughs> to at least watch the first one or, or two. But man, yeah, that's an exciting time for me right now to just be about to see the full thing. I mean, of course, I've seen like isolated scenes here and there and certain things strung together, but I haven't seen full episodes or anything like that. So this is just really fantastically exciting. In terms of, you know, stories, see, there's just so many that come up, but I know there's been some footage of that sort of preliminary concert that we did in like a rehearsal space where a bunch of people from Hello Sunshine and Amazon and Paramount and you know just the music team
team that showed up and it was like sort of a limited invite kind of thing. I think that was neat for me because the process of preparing for that show at the time may have felt a little bit disruptive to the preparation for shooting scenes, you know, like the closer we got to actually starting to shoot the show, the more focused we became as a whole team, you know, on, all right, let's practice this 30 seconds of this song and this cut down of that song. And so then to go back and practice full songs to prepare to play a show, it sort of felt like another job, you know, but it was such an opportunity to experience all of what it is to prepare for a show, to put together a set list, which they did, you know, on their own to sound check and, you know, sort of show up early to the space and get comfortable and all these like micro experiences that go into these hours that lead up to a show. And then, you know, the excitement that fills the room as people get into their seats and come in and start mingling and, you know, the nerves that arise at the last minute as you're about to walk on. I mean, the whole thing, like just the huddle up right before the show started, all of that happened. It, it wasn't like a band and it wasn't like a show. It was just, it was a show. It was a showcase. It was a band doing their first showcase, which is nerve wracking for any band, <laughs> you know, at any stage to just sort of like have this incredibly intimate moment with an audience. And especially because they've never done this in front of people before. You know, it was like, it's a big enough ask to just ask them to do this in front of cameras or in front of one another, but then to put them in front of an audience of people and an audience of people who are sort of like there every step of the way, know the music, know the, or maybe not even know the music, but just know the story, know the characters. They all got nervous together. They all kicked butt together. You know, they all figured it out in real time together. And that clip of, you know, Sam introducing each person in the band, like you said. At, at I, know, that I love that clip. And then he's, and then he goes, and I'm really fucking done. Right, exactly. <laughs> and like watching them all step into the, the sort of like energy of their characters. That was like, I think that's kind of when the shooting process began, even though it hadn't truly started yet. It was like, okay, this is happening before our very eyes like this cast just became a band these actors just became musicians you know these executives just became fans all of it happened at the same time and i can just remember sitting at the back of the room with frankie pine and sam stallings and just beaming with pride you know sam was uh, mixing the show you know from the front of house and it felt like mixing a band it felt like being on tour with a band and then after it was done there's that big come down you know <laughs> it's just all of it was real and i think that um for people who are watching the show and, uh, you know, there's so many ways to sort of fake it with technology and, and CG and all this stuff. Just know that, that, like, everything you're feeling is elicited because they put in the work. They really became the people who you're seeing in the show. And it's just a, an honor to be part of that. Well, I will gladly take any additional footage you have of that night. Because <laughs> I did see that video and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And I thought at first it was from the show. And then when I read about it, I was like, oh, no, this is from, like, a showcasing that they were doing. So I even thought it was the show I mean like that's how good mm. like they were I appreciate you talking to me and explaining everything because I, I don't know if people realize how much work I know like for actors people realize you know it's 16 hour days and da, da, da. but when you add any type of element where you need to learn something specifically to me I feel like when it's an instrument it's so much harder because music is its own language so like to learn all of that and act and do all of the things that they had to do and be a band and come together just like blows my mind it's like too much it's like too much yeah. Yeah. try to understand but like literally it all worked and when I literally was sitting down and I was gonna watch one episode and after the first episode I was like well all right like I'll watch the next one I literally sat watched them all and then I was going back to scenes where they were playing some of 
the songs because the album wasn't out yet. And I was mm. re-listening and I was like, oh, this is such a good song. And like, I was like so into it. And I don't know if you know this, but the album, I think is number one already. I saw that. Day, which is crazy. I mean, iTunes like, US, yeah. This is the other thing. Like, it's just that record stands alone is just like something that absolutely could have been of the time. It's a band that absolutely like, I think it will actually confuse a lot of people, you know, because <laughs> I, it's so real, the way it was recorded, the way that the, you know, the writing process was approached, all of that stuff that was in Blake's domain and the incredible Joseph Lorge, who I don't know if he mixed the whole record, but, you know, certainly engineered pretty much everything. Like that team of people went so, so far into that time period to explore the recording processes. You know, it was like, it was an opportunity for everybody to just geek out really hard on things we were passionate about music and a, a decade or two of music that we all shared a, a, a deep passion for. And like, you know, yeah, I think the end result is like, it's so convincingly of that time and the writing is such high caliber like it, it might be confusing <laughs> I know I'm not gonna lie to you I'm so jealous because if I was there I would have been nerding out too like because right. it's amazing I know that that's the story but I was kind of like shoot like I really want more music and more stuff and like more things from them so I think you guys accomplished it and I don't know how you did it but I commend you because I love it as you could probably tell and I'm a huge music geek and you guys just nailed it all together all of you nailed Thank it. Thank you, Monica. That's really, really sweet. It means so much. It almost feels impossible to like cover the whole experience. And I want to thank you. I know like, and again, everybody I always talk to gives credit to a million people and I'm not discrediting them. I know that there's a million people that makes everything happen. Absolutely. But the stuff that you did is beyond, which is why like I originally reached out to you and I just want to commend you and congratulate you because it's just that good. So I can't good. wait. Thank nice you so you. much. That really means a lot. It's a pleasure. It was an incredible experience. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Ryan talk about what it was like working with the actors, teaching them how to use the musical instruments, and giving us some behind the scenes of Bandcamp. So make sure you check out Daisy Jones and the Six, which is available to stream on Prime Video March 3rd. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content.